0: in Greek, the work I do somatic practice to help us reconnect with the wholeness of our body is about finding the space, regaining the skills and the capacity in our nervous system to stay in dysregulation so we can learn from it.
1: This is the made for living well podcast hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to the podcast as always my name's Alexa and this is the place where I believe you were made for living well like you don't have to chase it you just have to learn how to live it out it's an action more than a destination and that's what I teach inside every single podcast episode which I'm so grateful that you've stuck around or if you're new here welcome to the show As always, you can learn more about the show and where to find all the resources and more information that can give you those practical steps to put into action over at thelivingwell.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the weekly fill, the ultimate newsletter that's working to make you both happy and healthy. Yes, the two go together, they have to. So if you wanna learn more, again, you can find all of that at thelivingwell.com. Now, today on the show, we are talking about nervous system regulation. This is a really big topic, especially when it comes to your overall health, because it's your nervous system that's creating your sense of safety or the action that your body takes. Now, today I've invited Maria Victoria Albina on the show, who's a trained family nurse practitioner, breathwork meditation guide, and is a master certified somatic life coach. She has a passion for helping humans socialize and really become their own best healers by reconnecting with their bodies and minds so they can break free of codependency, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and reclaim their joy. Maria Victoria holds a degree in public health from Boston University School of Public Health and a Bachelor's of Arts in Latin American Studies. She has been working in the health and wellness space for over 20 years. You can learn more about Victoria at victoriaalbina.com. Again, I will make sure and link all of this up in the show notes so you can find everything from today's show. Now, before we get into the interview, I do want to tell you the 2024 Nourish Planner has officially launched. It is out in the world, it's ready to ship, and I am so excited for this year's planner. Now, last year, the theme of the planner was those how-tos, changing the story and helping you to understand how to live healthy, how to... Be more confident, how to become happier, how to stop living so stressed, and so many more how-tos. It was one of the fan favorite topics ever inside the Nurse Planner, so we stuck with the same thing of how-tos and included all of your other favorites to create a healthier life, plan and track your wellness goals, and break up with schedule shaming so you can live a healthier and happier life. Make sure you check out The Nourish Planner over at thelivingwell.com and snag yours before the new year begins. And for now, let's get right to today's show. Welcome to the show, Maria Victoria. I'm honored that you're on, and we're going to talk about a lot of really big subjects today. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. So one of the big ideas or thoughts that I want to talk about today is the connection between gut health and mindset health. Because the gut is a really big topic, but I think we really do miss the boat on understanding gut health and the scope of how it interacts and relates to more than just your GI tract. It's yeah, really a sure. connection into your nervous system. So can can we just dive in like right away and just go right, right for it? Can you explain gut health and its connection to nervous system health? Like really start to put this big picture together that your gut is more than just part of your digestion.
0: So, okay. So we need to back this boat way up and define okay, some yes, terms, right? Help, so, help me back you I up. I think what you're trying to talk about <laughs> is the enteric nervous system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the autonomic or automatic nervous system uh, is controls most of the functions in the human animal. Um, and, and, well, I was going to get into vertebrates and invertebrates, but I'm going to leave that aside because we have a lot to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Let's stick to humans for now. So, um, our autonomic nervous system, the ANS, is made up of two main branches, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And this system monitors the inside of us, interoception, the outside of us, the world outside of us, exteroception, our balance, proprioception, it's From the Mm -hmm. Latin to know a lot of things, meaning the ANS, autonomic nervous system, is constantly scanning inside of us and outside of us with a a number one only goal Mm -hmm. being our safety and survival. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. our bodies, like as mammalian bodies, have a, a they're pretty dedicated to our survival, and so they're on the constant lookout for really terrible things, like lions. Yeah, tigers—the ones roaming around in our backyards. Well, yes. <laughs> right, that part of our brain is like, wait, are you sure there aren't lions? Because I kind of think there are lions. Definitely, maybe there are for short sure lions. And you're like, no, 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 there aren't lions. But there are texts from my boss. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a uh, program launch that may not go well. And there's Mm -hmm. uh, the existence of my mom and there's um, diet culture and there's war and there's that may be really, really Mm -hmm. far away. But is effing with me here and now. Right. Um, And so Mm -hmm. let's back up because we're Mm -hmm. I'm starting to (laughs) talk about the things that activate the nervous system, but we haven't talked about what this nervous system is. So. (laughs) This nervous system that's constantly scanning inside and outside is looking to understand safety and danger from this very evolutionarily old place, right, of lions, tigers and bears. Oh, my. And every function in the human body, pretty much, from cognition, like how well you can think or not, to whether you're pooping or not every pretty much every function has some sort of mm-hmm. interaction with the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve, the longest nerve in the human body. It runs from the brain, from the cerebellum mm-hmm. um, to your butt. It runs through the whole of the animal, down the middle of us, through our spinal cord. And it enervates or gives nerve function to everything. Heart rate, thyroid function, breathing, whether you can take... Mm-hmm. big diaphragmatic breaths, or if you're stuck breathing up at the top of your chest in anxiety, whether you're digesting or not, whether you have the kind of reproductive function one might like, right? Like easy periods every 28 mm-hmm. to 30 days, nice bright red flow, not a lot of cramps, mm-hmm. um, if your poops are nice or not, right? Uh, et cetera. This is all controlled by the vagus nerve. All of these systems run optimally. When we are not seeing danger. The millisecond we see danger, we go into reactivity. And in that reactivity, all of these things that happen in the middle of the animal, and give yourself a quick little scan, most of the things happen in the middle of the animal, right? They all get shifted, usually down-regulated, right? Meaning they get less attention. So... Back it up. You're safe and social. You're chill. You're hanging out. You're with your friends, right? You're having this really nice conversation. You're sitting on a patio somewhere. Maybe there's a little bonfire. Everything's lovely. You had a nice little meal. You're feeling great. Your autonomic or automatic nervous system is in the state known as ventral vagal. Ventral refers to the front of the body. And the front of your body is having a lovely time. You ta- You can see your friends. You can smell the yummy tea. Like You're septing, yeah. <laughs> knowing really delightful things. So ventral vagal, ventral front mm-hmm. body vagal. Vagal refers to the vagus nerve, mm-hmm. right? You're chill. All's good. Your thyroid is a humming. Heart mm-hmm. and lungs, oof, doing great. Blood pressure, a delight. What about that thymus? you are making some t-cells look at you champion right mm-hmm. pancreas kicking it right glucagon what a champion <laughs> digestion humming mm-hmm. that burger you ate anabolism mm-hmm. catabolism metabolism you got all the bullisms you're doing all the beautiful things to turn that burger into to cellular food <laughs> right And then, holy potato pancakes, out of nowhere, you hear a roar. Ah! Right? It sounds like a lion. What happens? Your body, in a millisecond, often before you've even registered cognitively that there is scary here, your nervous system switches state into sympathetic activation, a.k.a. fight or flight. This is a state run by adrenaline, norepinephrine, if you stay in this state long enough, uh, mm-hmm. a stress hormone, a glucocorticosteroid known as cortisol will be released. Remember the gluco part in glucocorticosteroid? That's this is a sugar. It's it's not good for you, right? It, it kind of rots you from yep. the inside out like mm-hmm. drinking 40 Cokes mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. That is not math. That's just hyperbole, but stay right. with me. <laughs> the rest of this is <laughs> I will let you know when it's science and when it's hyperbole. <laughs> I promise. So far, it's been science. Yeah. <laughs> so Lions, cortisol, <laughs> adrenaline, uh, fight or flight, everything along the middle goes into racing mode, goes into foot on the gas, into, oh my God, what's going on? Do I have to get out of here? I have to get out of here. Let's get out of here. As humans, we know we are small, right? And don't come at me being like, I'm 6'4. compare yourself to a rhino, baby. You're very small. You're very small. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So it's the human imperative to try to connect first. The scary thing. If we can't connect, if we can't stay, and stay safe and social, we try to flight. We try to get the heck out of there. If for whatever reason we cannot get away from the lion or the parent texting or the boss asking you to stay late or the partner who wants to have a talk, right, whatever it is that's activating your nervous system, then we will fight. Right. We will get defensive. We will argue. We will punch lions in the nose. Right. When our body is activated against a threat, let, let me actually ask you this. If you were on a patio with your friends fighting a lion, would you want your digestion mm-hmm. to take blood away from your hands with which you, f- you punch, your feet with which you flight, your heart and lungs that fuel the whole thing? Would you want your body to divert energy from those functions to... um? <clears throat> Digest a cheeseburger appropriately. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, that would be a no. Yeah, Excellent. that's hard. I'm no. I'm so glad. I'm so uh-huh. glad that it, you're you're uh using your veto power, yeah. which is good. So that's good. Yeah, that's um what studies call a terrible idea. Don't do that. Fight and flight when you need to fight and flight. Now, if the fighting and the flighting doesn't work, the lion wins because studies show lions. We've cited a lot of important studies here, let me say. Um, studies show that lions are very big and strong, and they tend to win. So the lion wins. Mm-hmm. And she bites you because let's note that it is, of course, the lionesses that hunt. She gets you by the ankle. What does your nervous system do now? Mm-hmm. Well, it collapses, mm-hmm. right? Deer in the headlights, possum playing possum, mm-hmm. smart woman mm-hmm. playing dead. Yeah. <laughs> when the lion comes, right? Like, you're a smart little gazelle right? You collapse to the ground. Your heart rate goes to next to nothing. Breathing next to nothing. You know, like when someone's like in shock and you're like, yo, breathe. You're not breathing. Right. That's by design. Your body is flooded with endogenous cannabinoids, meaning uh, endorphins and cannabinoids, pain relief, right? Because you're about to get lunched, right? And you go into a state known as dorsal vagus. Dorsal means back body. Yeah, and I remember this because either your your back's on the ground, lion's coming for you, or your back is against the door of the cave and you're trying to keep the world away. They'll keep the world at bay because you've gone from anxious, worried, stressed, panicked, sympathetic, ah, Mm -hmm. in a heartbeat, in a millisecond. Mm -hmm. That system of overwhelm got overwhelmed. And you collapsed into dorsal, mm. into checked out, into I'm not even here. And so physically, I mean, you know, we can't we cannot yet fully defy the laws of physics, but um, physically you're there. But mentally, psychologically, um, nervous systemally, mm-hmm. you're, you're not even in the room. You're not on the planet. You're like nowhere to be found. Right. We and this is on a spectrum, of course. Right. It's not from zero to like completely catatonic and dissociated. But in dorsal, we are depressed. We are checked out. We are disconnected. We cannot ideate. We cannot think of solutions. We cannot plan Um, where, where the lights are on, but nobody's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens when stressors overwhelm our nervous system um, to the point of collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go into this dorsal state and, um, This will often happen when folks have been like, you know, in a fight or a conflict for a long time, you know, how folks will go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Eventually, somebody will just generally just be like, you know what? Fine. That's fine. You know what? You're right. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Right. That that's called fawning, but it's a kind of dorsal state of of appeasement of like, please just stop. Mm -hmm. This has to stop. Mm -hmm. And so dorsal is meant to stop the pain. By checking you out. Mm-hmm. In dorsal, everything is slowed. Right. So in sympathetic, everything was raised up. Ha- a foot on the gas. Go, 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 get out. Dorsal, you've got no reserve. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's in a way, it's like like diabetes. Yeah. Right. Like you've used up all your insulin and your body's like, you know what? That's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. You've <laughs> had enough insulin. No more insulin for mm-hmm. you. You know? Um, so type two. Uh huh. Uh, Diabetes for my (laughs) nerds, but um, you just can't. You can't. Kind of just can't get it, get get it going anymore. So in this state, you think your digestion's going to break down a cheeseburger, right? Do you think you have the vital life force energy to do that? You can't get off the couch, like you can't function, or you, or you may be able to function, but you're so checked out from self that. Every ounce of get-up-and-go you have is getting you to work, is getting the kids dressed, is getting, is, is attending to the activities of daily life, mm-hmm. of to survival, right. right? And honestly, like, if you think about a mammal, like in our most stripped-down rabbit-in-the-woods kind of self getting every nutrient from your food and having a healthy poop is it's not imperative to survival, mm-hmm. right? When you're thinking about right. survival on a rabbit level, which means don't be hawk bait, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The thing is we live a lot longer than rabbits. Yeah. And so if they have one constipated day, I mean, not that, you know, I don't mean to speak for all rabbits, yeah. right? <laughs> but okay, fine. You had the one constipated day, eat somewhere more alfalfa, move on. Yeah but but over a lifespan of 90 years when you spend the equivalent of one rabbit day that's 30 years we mm-hmm. need again fuzzy math yeah. but i think <laughs> we all get my point that yeah. when our nervous system does not feel safe and social in our world in our environment in our relationships of course you don't poop so good yeah pooping goodly is not imperative yeah I mean, right. And then we pull back and we say, from like a functional medicine perspective, which is where I come from, like, oh my god, nothing is more imperative than poop, right? But but nothing trumps don't be hawk bait. Yeah. Right. 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 So. <laughs> right. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: So. So. <laughs> okay, this had me thinking. So when we are in dorsal vagal, yes. We have to instill also a lot of coping mechanisms, obviously forms of survival to get there. And I don't mean to like completely flip this, but I'm pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Like I told you, I was probably going to try. Stay on theme. Only rabbits. (laughs) Only rabbits. Only rabbits. Keep (laughs) going. Great. Is this why people start to get codependent too? Like, Is codependency a form of trying to regulate that dorsal vagal?
0: Hmm... I love you. Thank you. <laughs> this is like I spend my life trying to explain this to people, yeah. and you just like boom went right there. So, <laughs> thank you so much, my <laughs> darling. Um, the, the in part, for sure, yes. Okay, so let's just back up in case people are like, what the hell is regulation? It's like regulating any other animal. If you're driving a train, you want it to go faster. You use the regulator. Right. Right. Give it more gas, pull back on the brake. Same with our nervous system. We can regulate our nervous systems, meaning uh, shift the state that we're in. Right. Right. And then the, the larger goal of somatics or body-based practices, SOMA meaning body in Greek, the work I do somatic practice to help us reconnect with the wholeness of our body is about finding the space, regaining the skills and the capacity in our nervous system to stay in dysregulation so we can learn from it. Mm.
1: Yeah, no one wants to do that, but you're just telling us how how we we have to. You, you,
0: you gotta. Yeah. Which, I mean, you don't have to. You well, we work really mass. hard not
1: to, but stay, stay a hot mess, right?
0: <laughs> right. If you mm-hmm. want to live a life with intentionality and choicefulness and as much agency as you can within uh, your social location and the systems of oppression to which you are uh, subject, it, it somatic practice is is vital. It is truly vital. Um, I don't know another way to fully connect with our wholeness, yeah, than by reclaiming our connection with our physiology, with our human bodies, with our our vehicle, with our presence,
1: yeah, on this planet, right. And so, I and and isn't your body fighting for that too? Like, I feel like yeah. sometimes we look at our body and we're like, oh, we're in dorsal vagal, like. Ugh like it's such a drag you know like it's like our body is like causing this mass problem in our life and we kind of get this idea that we need to blame it and um you know it's the villain in the story when really it's fighting for that regulation it just needs your support
0: right and so that here's where i like to pause because a huge part of my work is really about debunking the disease model yeah. of codependency and the story that like we are sick and suffering if we have codependency. And also oh, yeah, I'll even back up to say we have codependency or that we, ugh, the label you are a codependent drives me absolutely bananas. It is a set of survival skills. Brilliant, amazing, genius survival skills from our inner children's Right. Who learned how to function in households where there was dysregulation, societies and cultures with dysregulation. Let us pause to say someone said this to me the other day, a teacher friend, and I I can't stop thinking about it. It's horrifying. There is not a single day of the year in the United States of America that is not the memorial of a school shooting. Mm. Yeah, let's just like or a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, let's 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 take a little breath on that. There's not a single of our 365 days, 366 on a leap year, that is not the memorial of a mass shooting in the United States of America in 2023. And people are like, I wonder why we're codependent and dysregulated. Right? <laughs> like, where where right. is the secure attachment at a societal
1: yeah. level? Right. I right like right now because it is it's like we've taken something that is a form of survival and we've demented it and twisted it into this thing that we have to try to get rid of instead of respect it
0: oh amen yeah also followed by Hallelujah yeah right right, like, yeah, right. totally yeah our dysregulation is the great great gift in that it is it's it's the arrow pointing us at. What hasn't worked in the past? What isn't working in the present? So we can create a new tomorrow, right? One in which we honor regulation and dysregulation equally. With that said, does getting dysregulated lax suck? Yes, right, right, right. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> does getting dysregulated dysregulated when your partner is a half hour late getting home? Does that is that garbage? That is garbage. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Mm -hmm. And what you get to do is to to sit with the discomfort Mm -hmm. and say, like, okay, my partner's 30 minutes late getting home. What's going on in my nervous system? Mm -hmm. What are the stories that my brain, this meaning-making machine, that's its job, don't get mad at it. I mean, get mad at it if you want (laughs) to. Agency, feminism, you do you, but. I don't find it that fruitful. Okay. What are the stories that my ever loving mind that loves me so much what's it saying? It's saying they're never coming home and they don't love me. They've rethought this whole relationship. Mm. They're abandoning me and I'm stuck with these dogs and these kids and this mortgage and this house yeah. and this you know uh-huh old Volvo and the driving driver yeah. you know like I'm I'm aft <laughs> they're like a glimpse minutes. inside my mind. <laughs> well, um, your producer actually sent me your journal. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. So I run this six month coaching program called Anchored, where we do this work. It's freaking amazing. And I always love it on the first call with people. Where like I'm like, and then you thought this, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, did that you know? know that? And I'm like, <laughs> please. <laughs> I do this work because I am this work. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are in the same banana boat together, my angel. But uh yeah, yeah. So it's Getting triggered sucks, right? Triggered meaning activated out of ventral vagal into sympathetic, which for some of us goes very quickly into dorsal. For some of us, we stay in sympathetic for a very long time. That's just our individual pattern and just, you know, that that part, the, it's part of the great mystery of humanity mm-hmm. in part, right? Sometimes it's our history and sometimes it's just our constitution, Yeah. Getting triggered sucks and it 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 pisses me off to no end when influencers many of whom have very little training in this are like your triggers are your teachers just be grateful for them and i'm like no babe you've never self-harmed from a trigger you've never been stuck in bed for a week from a trigger you've never like uh, breathe back it up just a little with the right support schools resources care psychoeducation, community support, with those factors, yeah, we can learn so much from our triggers. We can learn so much. There's no greater teacher. And there's nothing that will F you up more. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we just really need to just be thoughtful. hmm Right. And not ascribe a privileged social location to a nervous system experience mm-hmm. in a different body. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like having the idea, like what I love about this is it's it's allowing yourself permission to sit in it. Because I think so much of our society is like fear it, run from it, try to create this <laughs> perfect yeah. life where you don't have to engage with it, which doesn't exist. Because like you said, yeah. we're part of the human species. Pain is all around us and it's forever. Right. Um, yeah. But it it does. Like, I think that there's not enough talk about let's sit with it. Not to excuse it or justify it or um, be complacent with it, right? But there's got to be a contentment that is a form of using it to move forward out of it.
0: I agreed a thousand percent. You know, it's it's one of the things that I get the most pushback around really because we're we're all go so my training's in somatic experiencing and so which is peter levine's work um and a big part of it is is exactly what you're saying i mean when we can just sit with the pain sit with the discomfort and take care of our nervous systems right so orienting so right i'll i'll say the word orienting and then if you'd like i can teach your teach your listeners what that means yeah and give them some resources because it's really cute to talk about all of this in theory, but like, what do I do? Sometimes you want to murder your children and yeah. the dog and the right and the partner who's thirty minutes late because they hate yeah. me. <laughs> then we need to know the what to do. But um, so when we have the skills to orient our nervous system, we can claim the capacity in our nervous system to do exactly what you said was just yes. to sit with what sucks mm. and what. I feel is 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 the most vibrantly important part of it is not gaslighting ourselves, right? Is not going to that like, okay, this trigger is a teacher, sit with it. This triggers a teacher, sit with it. It's, no. Once again, this trigger sucks and is garbage. And I'm so sorry that whatever happened in your past mm. happened. Mm-hmm. That sucks. You did not need your trauma mm. to learn, to grow, to like evolve as a spirit. Ab- no. Mm-mm. no mm-hmm. and post-traumatic growth is real mm. so there's a difference there right you hear yeah. the like the difference in the and this is yeah as an esl kid like i hear every preposition so powerfully mm-hmm. you know but like the difference is it happened and i get choicefulness mm-hmm. right And that's post-traumatic growth. And that happens when we can orient. Yes, I'm reminding my ADHD brain that I'm going to teach a thing. (laughs) When we can orient our nervous systems and create resource space for ourselves to stay with it and to invite the growth in versus forcing it. Which is, I think, the point that you're making is that we push it away. We either buffer against it, force it away, try to not feel it. We try to feel it so hard. Yeah, yeah. Both of which are going to give you a tummy ache, by the way. Yeah, because both of those options, the buffering, it's dorsal buffering mm-hmm. is dorsal, right? And the like. Okay, I'm going to journal about this for hours. I'm going to go to ayahuasca. I'm going to go to meditate. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 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 It's so friggin' sympathetic. Just mm-hmm. sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Just sit with it. Easier I'll said do than done. Right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, like we both study the nervous system. It is. When you are undercoupled to an experience, meaning you don't have full access to the emotions around an experience, it's way, way easier said than done, but running from it or running towards it, mm-hmm. mm, be with it mm-hmm. and be with it in small segments. So at the beginning of COVID, I was living in Brooklyn and in like Gowanus near South Brooklyn, which is one of the, the places where the the death rate was enormous shockingly it was mostly latina Mm -hmm. latinos so so i just i spent a lot of time sobbing Mm -hmm. you know for my my nurse my medical colleagues for my neighbor like just sobbing Mm -hmm. and i realized that that was super helpful and was getting in the way of me being of service Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right to just allow it to, to consume me for days and weeks right And so I started setting up like scheduled times Mm. to sob. Mm -hmm. And I can I get it that that, I can hear people being like, ew, that's so like contrived or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, of course it was. Mm -hmm. It was explicitly contrived. Thank you very much for noticing. Mm -hmm. Right. I needed a safe container as someone with a history of depression within which to go into the depths and the darkness Mm -hmm. and to create a like a little empanada for my pain where the two uh, little does, mm-hmm. we're nervous system orienting. Mm-hmm. We're resourcing my nervous system. And I think we—it it is invaluable that we learn how to do that. How to create sanctuary for ourselves and our own feelings. We can have them all mm-hmm. and let them move through in their own way. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's also a great metaphor for poops. (laughs) I mean, just to keep keep your theme in mind, my angel. Right, the full scope. Right, mind, body, and poops. Uh Uh Right, yeah. uh huh. -huh. Space Mm -hmm. for movement. That's right. Space for Uh movement. All puns. Yeah, always, always intended. Yeah. So, how do we
1: move through this process?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So orienting is it's when I teach this to most people, they're like. Girl, please. Mm-hmm. You, went, you went to school for how many years to teach me this simplistic BS? And I'm like, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. It sounds too simple to be useful. Mm-hmm. I get, I'm not, I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. So when we are in ventral vagal, the safe and social part of the nervous system, we know when we are. We know where we are, we know who we are, we know why we are. We we know. Mm-hmm. And and when we get activated into lions are coming or into lion is here, sympathetic activation, fight or flight, adrenaline, dorsal shutdown, shutdown, freeze. We don't know who when, where, why, what we are because of prefrontal cortex, the executive function, smarty pants part of the brain that can drive cards and send emails and make a cup of coffee. That part's shut down. Yeah, you're all limbic. You're all hindbrain. You're all amygdala, which is the fear center. You're all the hot mess of the subcortical space, just in reptile, Mm -hmm. right? You're a scared little lizard who thinks it's hawk bait, right? So you don't remember when you are. You don't remember where you are. All of a sudden, part of you is like, I am reptile, right? I am hawk bait. And part of you is like, I am six. And that's my dad yelling,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? I am 12 and that's when so-and-so died. Also on a rainy day. Also, you know, like that's when we time travel into the past or the future. We get dysregulated. Time travel and dysregulation, unintentional time travel. The simplest, most important thing that we can do in those moments is to remind ourselves of, of the Ws, of the who, what, where, when, whys we are. Mm. Because we just you like legit don't know. And next time you're freaking out, ask yourself when you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. You won't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in the past, you're in the future, you're not here, you're not present. Mm-hmm. And so the simple tool. So we're using the the optical nerve, right? With the second cranial nerve, we're using. The science is so, it's so complicated and so simple at the same time. Yeah, I know. (gasps) Um, We're using the optical nerve and its direct line into the prefrontal cortex to remind us of when we are. So you can turn and look all the way over your left shoulder. And I'm just going to tell you what we're going to do and then we're going to do it slowly. And you're going to look around the space you're in while slowly turning your head through the midline and all the way till you're looking over your right shoulder. We're working the optic nerve. We're also flossing the phrenic nerve. Say that 27 times um, fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Which also lets your nervous system know it is safe to come towards ventral vagal. Listen to mama's careful language. Mm-hmm. It is safe to come towards ventral vagal. We're not BSing our nervous system. We're not saying, oh my God, everything's fine. <laughs> no, we're saying in this moment, I, I'm with it enough to orient, which means I'm not actively being chomped, which means it's safe to come towards. hmm
1: I love that with a choice, like you're
0: giving it a choice. Yes, yes. Isn't that so nice? Mm. You're not just trying to be like, which so many people do. It's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Oh, you're fine. I'm fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'm totally fine. Don't tell me I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, a few things are as frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) Well, calm down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way for me to like... (laughs) I mean, again, being told to calm down, yeah, yeah, right. It's so negating. Mm-hmm. Which, like, okay, so what's that doing? Right, it's time traveling me back to being a little kid whose feelings were negated. Yeah, whose feelings felt like a burden. Mm-hmm. Right, who felt like too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, that's, uh, even yeah, it's got to be that, so many. You know, the
1: majority of uh, of adults now are living out of that because, again, it's just one generation to the next generation. This is this is learned behavior. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Especially but I love for humans
0: socialized as women.
1: Yeah. I love it. Right? It's a choice to be like, okay, I'm, I'm offering my body the space yeah. to decide yeah. that this is safe. Like, yeah. this is okay. That's huge. Pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. And so yeah. simple because it's and not so you trying to do for your nope. body, it's allowing nope. your body to do yep. what it knows how to do. Yep, It's just yep. creating that environment.
0: Yeah. And yeah. give them permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and space. So it's, and what,
1: yeah, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, so it's like a movement from left yeah. to right. So,
0: so take your, your left eyes mm-hmm. and your left, like, no, not your left eyes. Take your eyes to the left. <laughs> what are you like a flounder? <laughs> yeah. uh, take your eyes all the way to the left. Made me laugh a lot. Take your eyes all the way to the left over your left shoulder. Obvi, if you're listening and you're like, I have a neck injury or neck surgery, baby, don't do this. Yeah, modify <laughs> for you, please. So I take my eyeballs and I look all the way over my left shoulder and and move my head, right? Point my my snout in line with my left shoulder. And then you can there's a majillion ways to do this, like anything. The most basic orienting is just looking around the space you're in. So noticing the things as you slowly move your head to the right, to the right, to the right, till you're at the midline and then all the way around till your your snout is over your right shoulder. Slowly, 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 slowly. So what you can do if that feels too open-ended, and I when I'm teaching this to, to kiddos or folks who are in a big trauma response, I'll I'll give a lot more instruction. Mm-hmm. So look around and and literally name out loud the things you can see. Mm like calendar, window, photograph, thermos, lipstick, pen, comb, but like really name the things. Mm -hmm. Um, you can also like name the square things, name the blue things you can orient with the senses. What are three things you can touch? You can see, you can smell, you can taste. It's what you choose here is could not be more irrelevant yeah 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 it, it don't matter for nothing mm-hmm. what matters is that is the pause because animals being chased by lions don't pause unless you're you got snacked right but then your body would your your pain scepters your nocioceptors would let you know that there was pain mm-hmm. before you stop. So, the fact that you're pausing tells your nervous system it may be safe to begin to step towards ventral vagal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, just if legit all you did was pause and like look to the left, you're going to do something good here. Yeah. And then staying with it and letting your nervous system know. Yeah, and we've got tons of time here. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out. Say, okay, what's square? The calendar, the phone, or like square rectangles, the window, mm-hmm. books, notepad, computer, mm-hmm. keyboard, desk. Mm-hmm. I must not be under attack. Mm-hmm. And so all these nervous system supportive tools, list, notice that the woman who studied this for 20 years didn't say hacks didn't say tricks thank you right but just ways to show the nervous system some support care grounding are really about presence it's all about coming back to presence
1: i am astonished that i literally just did this exercise and for that brief moment i thought you never look around like you never like you're like one channel you know and like Mm -hmm. Just again, mm-hmm. those reminders yeah. to yourself yeah. of like space is good, space is yeah. healthy. Yeah. I can look around and like, right. Wow. Oh, I didn't, know- <laughs> I didn't notice my kids hung something on the board right? sitting next to me for who knows how long.
0: <laughs> who knows? Who right. knows? Right. right. Like there's yeah. a beauty to it. Mm-hmm. There is, there's a beauty in the simplicity of it mm-hmm. and the gentle kindness. Because mm-hmm. it is a gentle kindness to the nervous system. To allow it to settle into being here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then my next favorite question is where are my feet? Mm. Oh, it's such a good one. I this is a question I have been asking individuals and groups of people for like 20 years. And it it never fails to shift the energetic. Mm. Where, where are my feet? Mm-hmm. So again, what this does is it's a very simple pause. It's a reminder that we are more than our thoughts. So when we're ruminating, we're stuck in in the subcortical brain. We're stuck in the limbic system. We don't have access to prefrontal. And so simple questions that bring us into the here and now can help bring us back to prefrontal. Yeah. So it can bring us into our prefrontal brain and also bring us into the medial frontal cortex, which is the watcher, the awareness part of the brain. So... When we can observe ourselves with gentleness, with love, with kindness, it actually increases, it strengthens via neuroplasticity, the neural circuit that says, I am kind to myself. I am Mm -hmm. present. I am loving with me. That's pretty rad. Mm -hmm. It also cost zero dollars and took four seconds. Where are my feet? Four seconds. Mm -hmm. Not even that long. Mm -hmm. Especially not for a New Yorker. Where are my feet? (laughs) (laughs) It also... Is is reminding us to ground. When you find your feet, you find generally speaking, find the ground. Yeah. I want to honor bodies with different abilities whose feet might be in a wheelchair, etc. But you can probably use your visual cortex to imagine those feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those who, who might feel so inclined, it's a reminder to connect in with the earth, with nature, with Pachamama, Gaia, whatever language works for you. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful reminder. It also, you asked me about 16 hours ago when we started this conversation about codependency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sort of flittered in and out. The opposite of codependency is not hyper-independence, right? That's that uh, American, you know, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of BS. There, There is no independence. Yeah, all right. That's, that's a fallacy. Like there is no self-regulation also a fallacy Uh, we are constantly co-regulating each other and we are by definition interdependent i'm sitting in a room full of plants without whom i would not have oxygen right and my completion of the nitrogen cycle when i pee and poo is part of the the continued health of the soil right we are wildly interdependent and so asking myself, where are my feet? Reminds me of the ground. Also reminds me that I didn't build this house in which I stand. It was built in 1951. Yeah, I am interdependent with the beings before me. And these, these floors are made of tree. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so we can spin out as far and a non-duality pathway as we'd like. And it helps us come back to the here and now so we don't Yell at the checker at Target because it's really, honestly, not her fault. Like it's also its just also not—it's not her fault. And even if it is, really, really, that's what—baby, re- baby, breathe, breathe. Choicefulness—that's what somatics grants us—is the capacity to step into interdependence, the remedy to codependency, to step into into agency and to to step out of the old habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and acting that we were taught in our family of origin and by systems like the patriarchy, white settler, colonialism, late-stage capitalism, or neo-feudalism. And it is through somatic practice and being present in our bodies that we can forge new futures outside of those systems.
1: There is immense power When we understand that hyper-independence is actually a form of heightened ego, which is a form of survival, and when we can see—and I love that you said co-regulation—of we have the opportunity— to help regulate everyone around us while they're also helping it's, it's it's a gift, it's not a competition. And the more we can regulate others, the more we will regulate ourselves and the whole of our environment. And we miss this because we live for this independence, and that doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> it exist. doesn't exist. It just creates competition, but we're always together. Yeah. And I and Under- I love that sense of like. Again, permission to be like, my codependence was a form of survival. That was me doing the best that I could with what I had the yeah. opportunity to do. And it still is when I fall back into those patterns. But understanding, like, what if we could work with the people in our life to understand this co-regulation? Then I'm not as triggered to be like, my husband came, not only was 30 minutes late, but he came home in a crappy mood and now I'm going to go at him. <laughs> you know, instead of being like, right, okay, how can I offer you the gift of of helping you regulate? How instead of my kids throwing a fit and me getting triggered by that and being like, right. well, I'm going to throw my best fit back at you. Being right. like, okay, I understand you need help regulating. That's huge. Huge. Thank you for talking about this.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: pleasure. Likewise. Like I've been in I health mean, space a lot and you hear these black and white statements, but it is, none of it fits. None of it fits. <laughs> none of it fits. it yeah. doesn't feel right. You know, like no. you go down Mm-mm. these paths of like, gosh, I'm just so codependent and like, you know, like, and that's like my story of like yeah. codependency, but I can't, the, the hyper-independence doesn't fit either. You know, it feels just as nasty, if not more nasty than codependence.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, just another way to not be in connection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When what we, the social engagement system, which is the core of ventral vagal is the strongest part of the, of the human psyche. mm Mm-hmm. right we we need one another. We mm-hmm. are pack animals. Mm-hmm. We desperately need one another. We need connection, mm-hmm. right? God. So yeah, perfect. and so denying it by being like, that's so codependent. yeah, like of mm-hmm. course we need our partners. Mm-hmm. Of course we need connection with other human mammals. Mm-hmm. that's that's in our biology. it's it's the gift of our genetics, yeah. And like you said,
1: having some of those just practical tips of just bringing yeah. ourselves back into that present, yep, that's a game changer Huge. for your nervous system. Huge. That's the space that it needs. Yeah. To see, what is it about linking or grabbing arms with the past and even the future that is. Like, why are we so prone to, to get ourselves into that? I mean, obviously the past is kind of the survival of like we don't want to yeah. repeat the trauma that we've been through. So we're gonna constantly like be triggered by it, right as a way to prevent it. But like, is is there like a a, a <laughs> I don't want to say, because I, I I don't really love this whole idea of trigger warnings either, of like, we can escape trigger warnings, ooh, like, right, you know? Ooh, okay. Like, we got to build some I will resiliency go, I sh-
0: here. I shall go to there if you'd like. Yeah. Well, so, hold on. We've got two things pending, and they're so important. I, one my is mind re- is like, mind blown. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So the first one is reenactment. So reenactment in the nervous system is kind of what it sounds like, right? We're trying to, we watched the movie the first time, and we we didn't like our role. Right. We didn't, we thought we were going to be the protagonist, but instead, you know, whatever. Right. We were the wicked stepsister and we were like not super into it. And so we want to do the play over. Right. We want to start from go and we want another chance to make it more better on our terms. And, and so we marry someone like our dad or our mom or our whomever because then without realizing it. Right. Because the nervous system wants to play it out again. To create a different ending. But alas, that's generally not how it works if you don't do the healing work in the middle. Mm. Yeah? yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's hard. I mean, it's not always easy to hear that like these are the choices our nervous system will make. Again, for our benefit. Sure. But it doesn't always feel like that, you know? Like hell no.
0: No. Oh. oh my God. No. I'm gonna marry my father. After- I mean, but we all do it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, we all do it until we learn that we all do it and until we do the healing work to, like, get to a different place and a different level of healing and a different, right, relationship to self Mm -hmm. and the world. Right? Like, I, I was in a terrible marriage where I got myself out of, thank goodness, but, like they had the worst characteristics. Like they had my dad's rage and my mom's like, like they had all the worst characteristics of both of my parents. Right. Things that my nervous system needed mm-hmm. to heal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so it was this from the other side, I can say for me and not for anyone else on this planet ever, I can see the gifts. Mm-hmm. Do I again? Right? I'm mean, You can. You know why I'm being so careful about yeah. this because it's like becomes this victim blamey. Like, oh, your soul came here to like live through that trauma and heal. No, no, just no, absolutely not. And for me, I recognize that I needed to go through what I went through and be in that abusive relationship in order to learn my value, my worth, my importance, my dignity. To get back into somatic connection, to step out of functional freeze and back mm-hmm. towards the capacity to regulate into ventral vagal mm-hmm. and to honor and stay with my dysregulation because mm-hmm. I can do all of that now. Mm-hmm. And I worked really hard for it. I fought my butt off. I, I went to all the therapy. I did all this. Yeah. My, like I, I did all the things. I healed my gut. Yeah. You know, like I did things. Mm-hmm. But what led me into that relationship was reenactment and codependent thinking, codependent survival skills, right? And I'm grateful to be on the other side. Why do we future forecast? Same reason. We control. It's an att- it's all an attempt to control, right? Because we recognize, I mean, remember I said we're very small mammals? We know we're very small mammals, right? And, and we know that without loving community, we are in grave danger. Mm-hmm. At all, at all times. I mean, look at the studies on um, NIH or CDC just published a meta analysis around loneliness. No, like loneliness will murder the hell out of you. Yeah, it is yeah. worse for you than smoking. Yeah, and let's be Worst honest, for you smoking about anything. So yeah, right. Well, worse than drinking, worse than smoking, and and studies show drinking and smoking were really fun in our twenties, but we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you really like. Uh-huh. Lonely sucks, uh-huh. but yeah. it makes it makes obvious science. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to this understanding of our nervous system, right? Like it's yes. affecting the whole of who we are, and I think yes. we get so scared to become dysregulated that we can't even really capture those practices of regulation. Because again, you kind of mentioned control, right? Like we're trying to control everything as a form of its own form of survival, which is right. kind of keeps us stuck in survival, like. I mean you gave us some great practices for the somatic just creating that presence and that grounding. Like what are some what are some of your wisdom that you want to just like impart in us as these last few minutes of this podcast of you know these are some things to think outside the box to really create that space inside your body to Really just start that. I think, you know, a lot of us are quick to jump on, like, oh, I'm gonna go to therapy, but therapy didn't work. You know how many emails I get that says, Well, I tried therapy. You told (laughs) me to try therapy and it didn't work. You know, like
0: what do we do with
1: that? Like, what do do we do? I
0: think we I think we've lost sight of the goal. Mm. Yeah. I think we need to pause and remind ourselves, like, why do I want to be more regulated? Why do I want to step out of codependent perfectionist and people-pleasing survival skills and towards interdependence. Why Why do I want to fight with my partner? What is the goal? And for me, the goal, there is only one, which is love, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is to live a life where love is, is the beginning, middle, and end. Mm. So that means choicefulness, that means agency, that means consent, that means interdependence, that means authenticity, that means autonomy, mutuality, reciprocity, Mm -hmm. right? When I am living my life to be an ever more present vessel of love for others, that means that I stand up against injustice, right? It means I volunteer, And I sort cans at the soup kitchen. I spent like three hours last night checking soup for expiration dates. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I coach and I practice medicine and I do what I do. Always with the ever present. How can I be more? How can I be love Mm -hmm. in this moment? Mm -hmm. Right. And so when in this hypothetical, we've been banting about the partner comes home 30 minutes late How can I show my inner children who might be freaked out from insecure attachment in childhood? How can I show them more love? So I can ground me and regulate me and I can show up and say, hey, babe, are you okay? Yeah. What's up? What happened? And here are my feels. Here are my thoughts. Here's my experience. Here's what's up for me. And here's my request from you. Here's how you can meet me. My goal is love. How can we create more between us, right? And simultaneously, how can we honor love and step away from things that aren't working? Career paths, partnerships, friendships, apartments, cities, Mm -hmm. right? Because recognizing where love isn't and isn't where it it is unlikely to flourish is part and parcel. Mm -hmm. So just letting love be our guide that. That'll get your poop aligned,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That'll get yeah. your thyroid humming. That'll you know what to eat for lunch. Yeah, you right. know because your intuition yeah. knows, your discernment knows. You know what the best nutrition plan is for you, right? You you know what's right. And yes, consult a professional. Right, <laughs> like right, and I mean, yeah, trust but, yourself. Yeah. I'm just like, if you have stage three chronic kidney disease, you probably get a grown up to tell you how much phosphorus to have in a day, right? Yeah. (laughs) And trust yourself and your body from a place of love.
1: Yeah. I mean, it changes your whole biology. And that's why these conversations are so important as a nutritionist. It's like, at the end of the day, it's so many people know what to do. It's why are we not doing it? And why are we constantly falling back into our old patterns? And a lot of that is confronting these nervous system situation that's going on. And like you said, being willing to learn these regulation, creating space for regulation for your body to show up in the best way that it can um, instead of just disassociating, trying to grasp on to anything we think can save us or fix us. I guess my last question that I had throughout this, I mean, we kind of started with the gut health. I mean, we have so much going on in this podcast, which I love, but I think there, when we talk about Mm. co-regulation, I think this is going to be a big, like, or I hope it is a big aha for people of like, I'm not just escaping codependency. I want to learn this interdependence co-regulation. I think a lot of our life has been shown up how can I fix myself? How can I fix other people? I'm going to fix other people cuz you know like I'm going to end the story better. What is that line between learning how to co-regulate and
0: fixing? Co-regulating is holding space, it's being with. Mm-hmm. Fixing is leaving self and entering someone else's energetic space with an agenda with a goal, I know what's best for you and I'm going to change your life, mm. right? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to improve fix it. You, I, yeah. It's broken,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? It comes from a, that binary, you're broken, this is broken, right? Come here, let me fix it. Uh, and it's it's imposing. It's not a consent-based process. Whereas co-regulating is saying, I have the resource in my nervous system right now, I see that you are in sympathetic or dorsal or bouncing between the two. I'm feeling really ventral vagal. I'm feeling pretty chill. I feel present. I feel calm. I feel cool. I feel connected. I feel social. I'm ideating like a champ. If I needed to poop, I could. Yeah. (laughs) My thyroid's coming. And so I will be a steady ground to support you. I will be your anchor, should you want it, So that you can go swimming off in the dark seas of whatever you're dealing with. And this is, this is, you know, the, the gentle parenting in the tantrum, right? This is the like, Hey babe, I see you're having some really big feels. I'm going to sit on the floor and, um, you let me know what you need. If you want to come sit in my lap, if you want me to hold you, if you want to do some jumping jacks, like whatever you, you know, like, let's talk about it and i i pause myself saying whatever cuz you know we're not going to let kids do dangerous things or yeah yeah but i think we all get where i'm going right mm-hmm. of um co-regulation is being with is lending your nervous system to someone else so, so that's it i guess got it difference so between lending your nervous system and imposing mm, so one comes powerful. from right so lending your nervous system comes from heart mm-hmm. and fixing comes from mind mm-hmm fixing is like the near enemy like brene brown i don't
1: know if you've ever heard her speak about the near enemy it's like the near enemy of love is attachment like they almost appear like you could say like i want to fix you because i love you but that is not really (laughs) the loving answer to helping someone so if you are dysregulated how do you ask someone to hold space for you
0: yeah and so this um is that fair
1: because you, you couldn't oh, just sure, go to anyone, right, though? Like, if they're just, you know, how, how do you determine, can you just sit with anyone even if they're dysregulated themselves? Like,
0: this is a big ask. This is a big, yeah, you, this is a big question. Yeah. Okay, so there are, there are a couple parts here. Hold on, let me sort of parse it out. So one, is it fair to ask someone uh, to regulate your nervous system or to co-regulate with you? It's fair to ask anyone to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and an interdependent autonomy-based worldview would say that they have the capacity, you, you, you get to trust that they have the capacity to say no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With that said, we can be thoughtful of who we know people to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And we can understand their habitual capacity to have healthy boundaries and limits and to say things like no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't do the work of saying no for them in advance, but we can honor what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They know that we are aware they might have trouble vocalizing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not getting codependent with them, but just like knowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That said, we don't deny or decline people the chance to show up for us. We we offer them the opportunity, right? Because supporting others is a gift, mm-hmm. right? And so how do you ask for it? I mean, I I think direct communication for the win, mm-hmm. right? So I will say to my partner, I'll say, Billy, I really I would really love a hug. I'm feeling a little dysregulated. I'm feeling down. I got a weird comment on my Instagram, I got a whatever, like. Ah, I saw like a scary bug and I'm, yeah. <laughs> give me a hugsies, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, I'll say really clearly what I'm feeling, the why if I know it and what I need. Mm-hmm. We give the people we love the capacity to say yes and no by asking for consent instead of imposing in their direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when we can, it's really important to diversify who is in our, you know, on our team to support us and regulate us. Mm -hmm. Right. So if like your partner or someone physically in your space isn't available or doesn't have the capacity, we can honor their no and phone a friend. Mm -hmm. Right. Text somebody. Right. Um, Look, look somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, Which then, of course, brings up bigger questions if your partner's, you know, chronically unable or unwilling to co-regulate with you. Mm-hmm. Is that something you actually is a relationship you want to be in? But that's a whole other. We can put that on the on the docket for our next for, conversation. For our next How's that sound?
1: Oh, I have so many things on the docket. Okay, great. Okay. I, I'm so excited. I, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us this where we can so learn fun. more about you quickly and I will make sure and link all of this up in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So I have a special treat just for your listeners Ooh. to say <laughs> thanks for listening. So if you go to my website, which is Victoria Albina, A L B as in Boy I N A dot com slash living well, Ooh. you can download so yeah. <laughs> you can download a suite of meditations, an orienting exercise, a nervous system, um, inner child, there's there, tons of stuff for free. Just to say thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, this has been so much fun. Um, so victoriaalbina.com slash living well is yeah, that's where you get those meditations. You can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. My podcast is called Feminist Wellness, and it's free in all of the places. Uh, I have two offerings. There's two ways to work with me. One is in my six-month program, Anchored, Victoriaalbina.com slash anchored Mm -hmm. and the other is the somatic studio which is a three-month program uh which is psychoeducation, hands-on somatic practice uh it's an amazing wonderful program the difference is anchored uh, comes with coaching there's coaching Mm -hmm. twice a week with an anchored so that's that's the big difference there and they're both amazing and incredible uh and will be available in the new year once more and i can't wait to share them all with your listeners yes well thank you so much for being here it's truly an honor it was such a delight thank you
1: That is it for today's podcast. As always, you can find all of the show notes over at thelivingwell.com. Sign up for the weekly fill and check out the Nourish Planner. You are going to love it. Now, this was a really big topic, and I don't want to end here. We are actually going to talk about co-regulation and what that looks like and the scope of your life and your health. As we get into a mini series on repatterning your entire life so that you can make your resolutions stick. Yes, we're gonna talk about resolutions, not how to not set resolutions, but actually how to achieve them in this little mini series that I have before the new year begins. So make sure you follow along in the next few weeks as we release that series. And then one more special episode with my husband talking about the wellness tips that worked and didn't for us in this year, all before a new year begins. Okay, that is it. Make sure you head on over to The Living Well and learn more about Maria's work. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you back here in the next podcast.